Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's get hammered. is going on people this is fucking point hammered. this 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 is point hammer why am i coming in so loud here i don't know, I don't know. ain't the bastard here raj here as always anybody else no nope. crickets over here <laughs> not that's just us <laughs> cue cricket sound <laughs> what have you been up to buddy oh you know participating in the hobby and such you know, good <laughs> Pl- times plugging away on something <laughs> oh yeah you bet i've been working on some infinity models mm. lately i got about three new guys done my goal was five new guys so i failed there but uh <laughs> yeah working on the starting to get sick of that yellowy gold color <laughs> I so bet. i'm gonna be uh <laughs> mixing it up here okay. even though it's only by warhammer standards there's probably I think there's only like 13 or 14 of them so far. Yeah. Yeah, usually you have to do a good 50 or 70 guys before <laughs> you get tired of the scheme. It's true. So I'll be mixing it up too on those guys, I think. Maybe for my next faction. Okay. I'll, I'll be more conscious about making everything different or I'm um, just going to town. But these dudes are, say it's the Panos, so they're kind of like the just the military kind of standard guys so they'd be the most cohesive out of everybody i would say sure so other than that back on the uh terrain wagon for wapaka 2017 i've got a lot of goals to accomplish last year i did a lot of just kind of dicking around and trying to experiment with different materials and stuff like that so i didn't really get down to terrain making until probably like the third or fourth week of December. Yeah. <laughs> and then I busted it all out. So consciously trying to hit that a little bit earlier. Mm, that's and, a good plan. Um, yeah. So a lot of it's going back, fixing the old stuff, kind of sealing it and sprucing it up a bit. Sure. But I want to add a bunch of uh, infinity buildings and stuff like that. So that's mainly what I'm working on. Okay. At the moment. Yourself, John? Well, been pretty fucking busy, buddy. <laughs> oh, imagine that terms of painting i finished the spot bot the net rod and the i'm working on the atalanta model the sniper chick and she's almost done mm-hmm. another couple hours she'll be busted right out cool <laughs> so i've been busting ass and i've been sculpting every time i paint i make myself sculpt on my octonian lord for just a few minutes you can't really sculpt for too long before you're gonna let it sit anyway so 15 20 minutes at a pop it's, that bro's coming along he's been sitting on the bench i had to take the the old GW tank brush and dust him off before uh, I could do wow, anything. Yeah. It's been that long since I touched him. So, yeah, I've been having a good time with it, though. I decided I want to get back into sculpting shit, and I got about eight half-finished sculpting projects laying around, so I'm just going to fucking crank on those mm-hmm. my off time. I got a... More Ortonians or other stuff? No, I got a Thunder Tusk and a uh, second yeah. Iron Blaster I was going to do, so... I'm not sure I'll ever do the second Iron Blaster, actually, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely going to do the, I don't know if it's a Thunder Tusk, Stonehorn, whichever I decide at the time, but make it all fucking cool with the Minotaurs riding and shit like that. So, so yeah, that's, that's uh, I did sign up for PACA. I'm now in the Infinity Narrative. Yeah. And I'm in the random AOS Teams event. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's going to be really fine. Yeah, so I had to send John Winger a check <laughs> mm-hmm. since PayPal and me don't get along that well. 
Uh. And then I signed up for <laughs> Holy Wars in February. So okay. I got I got signed up for that. I had to I was able to pay for that one with PayPal using my wife's account. <laughs> ah, nice. There's always a few of those guys. Yeah. And any tournament to uh you can see their wives have signed them up. I wonder <laughs> if they have the same sort of PayPal issues <laughs> as yourself. Well, at least it's PayPal are such <laughs> cockheads, but they, uh, oh, cool. I don't know. It worked. I, said, I did send it to the wrong address. Don't send it to info at holywarsgt.com, even though <laughs> that seems to be the email to contact. Uh, how, did that, how did that work then? I, it, it, they just never, it just never got accepted, so then I uh, canceled it. And so then you got your money? Sent it. Money back? It did you have go to back like, to your card or into your account. It just sits in your PayPal account. So it doesn't. It came from the bank, never sent or was never accepted. Uh, okay. So anyways, it sat in the account. I was able just to resend it. So it worked out just fine. And then I did get some games of Infinity in finally, buddy. Are you going to talk about that event a little yeah, later? Yeah, event of the week, man. Okay, well, I'll fucking sit on that then. So Okay. Well, event of the week. <laughs> 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 Wait, we got email of the email. week. Oh, okay. It's a bit. I haven't checked the email for a while. We did get a few emails. I want to know it. Steve Haver sending an email. Okay, thanking us he's for from, uh, Michigan, right? Yeah, he's one of the TC guys. TC thanking us for turning him on to the band First Aid Kit. That okay. was the Swedish folk band I played. So it's been you, yeah, like he enjoyed that. So it's pre- appreciated to get some feedback and figure out that people are fucking paying attention and find something meaningful once in a while. So thanks for writing in, Steve. Thanks, Stevie. And uh, all right, event of the week. Event of the week. Rajfinity. What did you call this event? Um, I didn't really have a formal title for this one, but people started calling it Rajfest. <laughs> so I just went with that. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Nobody started that. Did you start that? Man, I didn't start that shit. <laughs> all right. Tell us about it. Uh, it's just some basement infinity action at my place. I kind of, after Ufinity, I was so pumped up about <laughs> the uh, infinity action. Yeah. And I've been having trouble getting games in against the local fogies because everybody's like an hour to an hour and a half away. Yeah. So just getting those one games in isn't, it can be pretty tough. We, but We uh, could probably establish a lunch game once in a while now. Yeah, perhaps. So I uh, reached out to some people from some other areas as well. And then actually Grant and Chris came up from Illinois. Chicago. Yeah, the PFP crew. And then uh, some of the us- usual guys, so you got to actually meet the new uh, yeah. team members here, Sam and Josh and the AJ. I really talked to was Sam. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he seemed pretty cool guy. Yeah, he's definitely Friendly. a cool guy. They're all cool fellas. Yeah. And then so it was kind of the six of us in the main kind of battle going on, which was like a loose kind of three-game narrative thing tied together with like a baloney plot line about uh, – <laughs> Uh, one of my yellow jackets, the captain guy, which resembles me, came down with like a horrible uh, bio weapon VD <laughs> from some other people. So yeah, they had, we had to track it down to like this shady old warehouse where he's banging some sleuths. And I <laughs> yeah, picked up streetwalkers in yeah, the third scenario. Yeah, there. I picked up these uh, dirty old couches, these <laughs> resin ones sorry. off eBay, and some toilets, some dirty <laughs> toilets. So twenty eight millimeter. Yeah, twenty eight mil. So people were like. Yeah, their specialists run up to him, like scouring them and collecting <laughs> samples to kind of trace the infection back to its source because some kind of illicit, uh, you know, corporate faction or something tried to set them up, you know. <laughs> and then uh, they tried to trace it back, yeah, to the, the streetwalkers. So the next scenario was trying to get these prostitutes. We were using uh, Josh's zombicide model. So most of them were guys, but the, the captain is a man of 
large taste. <laughs> He's not one to limit himself to <laughs> to one gender. To one gender. There's so many genders to explore. Yeah, in the future, especially <laughs> if you can't see inside those pants, you don't really know what's going on down there. So. <laughs> but you yeah. definitely want to. Yeah. So that was kind of like the main event for the people who were. Uh, Familiar with Infinity and stuff, but you, I was told your ass showed up. But I should just show up. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's not the kind of game you can just pop in. Turns out, Um, if if you had a a couple games on your belt like you do now, yeah, if we do it again, (laughs) I would say yeah, definitely, yeah, trial by fire because the I would say like those intro games are pretty fun, but the game didn't really click for me until the objectives were added and your missions and stuff like that. I think they add a lot more um, because. Really didn't get compelling for me until I played just played that full scenario. Yeah, with just using everything and just kind of figuring it out. So sure, you had uh, J Jack helping you out. Yeah, we played through the first four of the five Red Veil vale scenarios. Okay, cool. Which limit the rules a bit, but it, it kind of builds on itself. So it tells you which rules to actually use, and then next game you use a few more, so you don't you don't use things like mimetism and a lot of the weapons even if your model has it you can't really use it you could just use a few simple weapons yeah. so it starts real simple but you get the movement shooting armor save willpower whatever runaway tests you get all those dynamics down real simply and then you you move up so it was it was pretty cool I had a good time with it. Um, I like the I like the D20 system way better than I ever liked that miserable D6 system. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. Sometimes you want to roll high. Sometimes you want to get low. Sometimes, time, sometimes you want to get in the middle. The only time I found to roll high was for, what's that, armor, right? Yeah, you want to roll high for armor. Otherwise, you want to roll low. Unless well, you're no, shooting not and your too, opponent's not too low. pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. You want to get right in the middle for the so. sweet spot. Cool. So, yeah, I would, now that you have some games, I'd recommend checking out that rule book but one thing to consider actually is only about the first 45 pages are actually rules yeah and even then the first 10 are just like these intro rules sure so once you read those the rest of it is just a big glossary of all the special rules and equipment and stuff so once you get to that just stop i would recommend (laughs) first 10 you can look at your army list and see what rules and weapons your guys have sure so i would go and look those up individually Chris, you directed me to pay close attention to the command token page. So um, yeah, that would once we pay off well to pay attention to that. That, yeah, those are part of the the rules. But again, I don't think you'll really mess with those until you just dive in for the full, first full game. Sure, kind of. You know, if you're doing little dinky stuff, it doesn't make sense to use them. So sure. And then, then I would just stop there. And yeah. then after your next game that you play, maybe keep a list of the things that you run into or the stuff that I have. And um, then you can go back and kind of read about my stuff kind of deal. Or you can sure. look at your options then mm-hmm. just cause you could like read everything from cover to cover, but there's so much, so many different equipment and rules and special skills that your guys will never use. Sure. You know, you have yeah. basically so you the entire rules, weapons and every ammo types and every conceivable thing for every army is in that book. So right. You're gonna. It's never, you're never gonna remember. Yeah, it at all. twenty to forty percent of it applies to your guys. Sure. On any given faction. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's why as a reputation for being daunting is everything so is in there, it. but some of most of it you don't really need to read. <laughs> okay. But, all right. Well, okay. I got the rule book sitting by the side of the bed again. So once I finish my current novel, I'm gonna get on that. Cool. Did you have fun? Do you? Yeah, it was a good time. Do you think you'll 
trying to go to events, kind of the well, I'm doing similar. the Wapaka event, so I'd like to get some events in before that, at least some games in before that, so mm-hmm. I'll have to fucking reach back out to the local nerd community. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. So. Bear technically plays it. He runs the uh, Ariana dudes. Yeah. Um, nobody in point here that I know plays it. <laughs> I think Butch, although I think Andrew has some more at stuff. Doesn't seem Butcher style. The models are too fiddly for him. Yeah, well, I thought about getting him some the U.S. Ariana dudes. Yeah. Because they're just basically kind of U.S. US military Human guys, yeah. um, which really appeal to a lot of people, but... Yeah, they didn't want to have to go through the explaining the rules and everything. Yeah, so just called again. <laughs> he he's uh, intimated that he doesn't have much of an interest, anyways. So yeah, sure, good deal. Yep. As uh, other events go, PACA is coming up here. We're getting pretty pretty dang full. We're in the mm-hmm. mid one hundred and thirties for oh, sure. actual signups. So what's the cap? One fifty. One one fifty. Okay. And it's gonna be gonna be a hard cap. I'm getting kind of concerned about. The heat and volume of the <laughs> new new venue yeah. could potentially be quite quite substantial. Once the beer starts, beer farts start flying, and <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah, we're uh, climbing up on my event infinity narrative. We're up to twenty six signups, mm. so that exceeds last year, which yeah. I capped. You're thirty two this year. You can get up to thirty two. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that is looking good. Got a little bit more room for that stuff, but pack is looking good. It's looking good, baby. Sweet. You been reading? What what books on your nightstand then? That's well, so important that you can't read your infinity rules until it's done. I am currently reading The Fall of Hyperion. Oh. Which is pretty awesome. That's actually. the second one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really fucking good. So, yeah. I'm about two thirds of the way in. Not sure where the fuck it's headed. There's, it's cool because you got like the personal perspective of the pilgrims on Hyperion, and then you got like the CEO's perspective of the war in space and across the whole web. So it's really fucking cool. You have no idea what's going to happen. So I'm yeah. very much enjoying that. I did finish the Warded Man. Ah, cool. Which what like that book started out awesome, and the ideas were fucking really really sweet. But what Fast a forward. it fizzled out like you wouldn't believe. Like, Fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even like. Yeah, I. Don't, I think I would. I would recommend it if you're if you got nothing to read or listen to. How did that? But how did it end? Vaguely, without giving uh, it away for someone who hasn't read it. Just try. The Warden Man gets that one town to resist. Are the desert one, desert dudes rising up already? The very end is where they're. It's like they're like marching. There's out. this army in the desert somewhere with this bro with a silver spear, mm-hmm. and that's all they say about him. But if you look at the cover of book two and the title of book two, like the desert okay. war or whatever, yeah. you see what's coming. But I'm not even going to bother with Daylight the war. Nah, they go pretty much downhill. Yeah, after they get, that, so. they get the second. The first book got all right reviews. But the second and third books, yeah, if you read reviews on Gramazon, like it's fucking pathetic. Yeah, so why wait, the the second and third one, the second book is about that is like desert buddy. Yeah, the bro fucked him over. Yeah, that's so it retells the entire events from his perspective. So uh, like half the book is like just rehashing stuff you already knew. Sure. But it does go into that dude's like childhood and stuff. Yeah. Those dudes had a real cool thing going with the like the mazes set up to fight the demons. Yeah. And, but they couldn't cool. really kill them or hurt them. They're just like trapping them until the sun comes mm-hmm. up. So that that part was pretty cool and all. But. And then the third one is that dude's wife and it's from her perspective and it's maybe The Warder Man's wife? No, that 
or the Darshir, whatever his name is. Sure, I think he started with an A. I don't remember that. Okay, yeah, the desert guy though. The desert guy, and it's like her childhood, and then rehashes the same events from her perspective. Yeah, so, I think he likes. If you listen to him back like, to back to back, you're yeah. like, oh, I already know this. Like, come on. I think he likes telling those like stories of. Just people living in small villages being constantly assaulted by demons. <laughs> yeah, that, first that was, part the was first really one awesome. was really yeah. cool. Yeah, so maybe that stuff's just really easy to write. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can recommend the first book, but I don't think I'm going to go any further with it. Okay. I also finished the Bands of Mourning. I've been on a ah, real yeah. tear, so <laughs> um, super awesome. And it turns out that one just came out. So uh, I um, the, yeah, there's gotta wait a while. Yeah. At the end of the audiobook, it says he's currently working. He he made like some prequel. I don't know if you have you heard or or read that he made some prequel in the same world to the yeah. oh no it's a postquel <laughs> whatever you call post-quel? it like it takes place ten or fifteen years later or fifty years later or whatever like a, to fill in some of the story gaps and stuff um, um, they mention yeah, it yeah I think I vaguely have heard heard yeah. about that it's just kind of for like the diehards uh, to like, get more background about the new rules of magic and what's different and stuff sure I'm gonna I, see I if I can that's what that is find it. At the library, so I'll let you know if I can look up. But either way, the Word of Man was awesome. True to form for Sanderson and that that whole fucking Wax and Wayne series he's got going there. So mm-hmm. I think we've spoken highly enough about that in the past, but carries on the theme. Not the Word of Man, goddammit. I mean the band's morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, what have you been fucking reading or listening to, buddy? I've been listening to, well, I just finished a book called Envy of Angels. It's part of the Sin Du Jour series, yeah. which I got turned on to by... Scott Sigler, who he does the Galactic Football League yeah. novels, and he wrote a novel with this guy, Matt Wallace, that's called Title Fight, which I listened to, which is about uh, like mixed martial arts in the far future. <laughs> so, like aliens <laughs> battling each other. They use like a lot of implants and stuff to yeah. make it even, but that book's pretty cool. So, <laughs> this guy has this other book series that it's really short. It was like maybe four and a half hours. Sure. I don't. Maybe that's less than 200 pages as a novel, but it <laughs> it's really cool. It's about uh, a pair of chefs, so it's kind of like a culinary-type <laughs> book, okay. but they're dealing with – they work for this uh, restaurant where they prepare meals for, like, supernatural entities, <laughs> like demons and angels sure. and stuff like that. Okay. So it's kind of got, like, a – Kind of like a Dresden vibe about it, you yeah. Know, just exactly underneath the surface, you know, there. all this stuff is going mm-hmm. on. But it has like a culinary aspect to it too. So if you're into like cooking and stuff like that, <laughs> which you or, are, this sounds right up your alley. Yeah, it sounds really cool. <laughs> and then they have um, like this away crew that has to uh, get all these special ingredients and stuff. <laughs> so like horrible things are always happening to them, and stuff that like looks normal, pretty simple, like. Turns out there's like you know supernatural stuff under you know behind the scenes control and stuff. Okay. So this first one they have to like cook up an angel for the, this demon feast, <laughs> but they don't want to do it. So like they need to like replicate the angel taste, meat. the taste of angel meat. <laughs> uh, so it's really cool. It's really really pretty clever. <laughs> okay. So this is the first, and I think there's two or three of these these books. Sin Sin du Jour series uh, they're really fun they're really short <laughs> okay <laughs> but so yeah it's hitting hitting all the right spots <laughs> culinary aspect yeah and the, the fantasy type stuff so it's really fun okay cool yeah baby been obsessing i got two things here buddy okay. one is a show i never get into shows that's why i'm going to talk about two things instead of just one okay. so we started watching westworld 
on HBO. Oh, cool. Have you ever seen that? Uh, me and Kelly saw like a just, just like probably a, like the second or third episode when okay. we were in a hotel sure. room. We got my uh, my buddy's HBO Go password and account now. So yeah, so we started watching this really fucking. I don't know. I don't know where it's going. It does get a little slow around about episode four or five, but the ideas are super cool. Like there's, it's in the far future, and there's this park out in the American desert, and they just have robots that are superhuman, human like, and then rich people can pay to go out there and live in the old west, and you can shoot them, and there's like brothels, and yeah, it's this wide open like wild west shit, but you can't really be hurt if you get shot. Like it kind of hurts a little bit, and the the robots can't hurt you back or anything. <laughs> so it's, it's really cool. But then like the programmer, uh, the main robot programmer guy, because there's always, it kind of goes back and forth between what's going on in the Westworld part and what's going on in the corporate side. So mm-hmm. they're always like bringing the bodies in and because it's like a cycle that replays what's going on in the park every, every day or just you know, uh. a storyline. So the like people get shot, they got to bring them in, you know, reskin them and fix them up if they get hurt or whatever, and then reprogram them to be back to the beginning. But the main programmer guy is the same dude that played Hannibal Lecter in The Silence of the Lambs and uh, Anthony Andy Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah, and he they haven't really said what's going on yet, so I don't know. But him and his partner started this park; they were the original programmer. So it seems like he's trying to make them conscious and intelligent uh, in their own right. So it like seems like he's trying to evolve to these robots because uh, that's like his dream, whatever he's getting mm-hmm. old. I don't know. So it's, it's really interesting. It's a lot of cool ideas. The other thing I've been obsessing about a lot is Civilization Six, my friend. Oh, boy. <laughs> By Bit the Bullets. Superseded Total War. Yeah. Oh, big time, yeah. Total War was fun. I got through the dwarf campaign well, and I started the Beastman one. But once I got to the point with the Beastman where I had to start fighting dwarves, I just couldn't beat them. <laughs> so I got pissed off and stopped. <laughs> the dwarves are fucking tough nut to crack. But Civ Six is pretty awesome. I've been having a real. It's a lot like Civ Five, but just yeah, slightly, brand new. slightly tweaked. Yeah, it came out in October, mm. so slightly tweaked just to make it, you know, mix it up a little bit. But I've been very much enjoying it. We have YouTube access at work now, so I always have a Civilization walkthrough playing all day long in the background. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just listening. It's, it kind of scratches the itch to play, so I don't spend a lot of my personal time doing it because I can just watch this guy play through. But it's, you know, it's like 20, 30 YouTube videos, half an hour long each, just plays through a whole game. So I'm mm-hmm. really much, very much enjoying it. I can, I give a five star review to that. So if you're into Civ and you haven't picked it up yet. It's worth it. <laughs> Just keeps the good stuff going. <laughs> He's through. What about yourself? Not too much. I haven't really been watching much except for Rick and Morty. Have you ever watched that show? No. It's on Hulu. You can get the full like seasons without any extra cost or anything. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, that show's pretty hilarious. Barnaby and his buddy turned me on to it, and I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Yeah. I've never known, but it's like Adult Swim. Okay. But it's a cartoon then? Yeah, it's a cartoon. It's pretty hilarious because there's a lot of there's like kinda like Back to the Future. There's this old scientist guy and then Morty. Okay, like his uh, grandson. Sure. It was like ah, uh, ah. Um kind of an <laughs> idiot. At one point they he reveals that the the doctor guy, he's so smart that he keeps Morty around because he's so so dumb that it perfectly cancels out like his smart waves that he gives <laughs> off. <laughs> and then like the He's always traveling in different dimensions and stuff, sure. different universes. So they'll go and like meet other Rick and Mortys in other dimensions, but they're like hunting down this evil one. Okay. And it's 
so he couldn't be tracked. Like he made this big dome of like tortured Mortys that he stole from all these dimensions. <laughs> okay. They're perpetually being tortured. It's like a shield. So the other Ricks can't track him down. It's really, <laughs> every episode is really fucked up and bizarre. Okay. And then like if the weird shit that can't get fixed, like they'll just go to a different dimension and like kill that Rick and Morty, <laughs> like just resume their lives. in that other one, <laughs> like, it's just pretty funny. It like uh, the dude who did Community, Dan Harmon, is involved with that. So okay. I think I think a lot of people like that show. Okay, if you never have seen it, because mm-hmm. I've heard people talking about it for years. Sure. And uh, finally, okay. how many seasons are there? There's two on Hulu, and I think a third one just came out. Okay, maybe just on regular TV, but sure, it's pretty, pretty hilarious. We're checking out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, got a Raj music pick here. Yeah, what are you gonna drop on us? This one. This band's called Scandroid. Okay. And uh, this is like a side project for this other band, Cell Dweller. That's kind of like electronic, dubstepy type stuff. All right. This is uh, a collaboration with this other dude, and they're doing. Um, you notice like the '80s shit is kind of making a resurgence. So this is a kind of like retro, electric okay. type stuff. <laughs> um, but if you like the Stranger Things soundtrack, um, you will get a kick out of this stuff. So this one is called Connection. All right.
So, let's get on to what we're going to do instead of Point Hammered History today. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's been a while since we've had any real listener interaction. So, I threw a fucking note up on Twitter today to see if anybody had any questions, anything they want us to talk about. And Mm -hmm. we got a few responses here. Uh, Okay. Some of which do play into the this and even the point hammered history subject so sure okay let's start all right so momus moment momus not domus momus Momus, yeah (laughs) it's gotta be a plan domus right do you think more narrative focused events will be the future for aos or will heavy compacts return to the scene Mm. i don't know it's a good question i think just narrative play in general not to be specific to aos but i I see that there there is like a demand, I think, across a lot of game systems systems for more narrative play. Uh, I can't really s- uh, maybe maybe there will be compacts around here. There was never really that much to begin with, right? In terms of, of un- unfiltered, well, yeah. So around here, I guess between those two, I'd see more narrative type events. Yeah, I think a narrative event takes a lot more effort to run though. So a compact might potentially once, once someone establishes a solid compact, usually they just catch on and everybody uses them, right? Yeah. So that could be the route it goes given the laziness of gamers. <laughs> yeah, well, a narrative encompasses a lot. You know, there's a big spectrum of what a narrative event could be. Yeah. It could be as simple as just coming up with a story that links the scenarios you picked between you know, it could be identical to just a competitive event but there's like a story yeah um and you're just calling it a narrative you know and then you can get more complicated with bonuses upgrades which that you know, kind of different forks in the scenarios that are being played and stuff I feel like, like that, that was always a thing like gonzalez was always big on that linking his scenarios together and mm-hmm. stuff like that but i think the, just the new setting and stuff i think it does Lend a little bit more to- conducive to narrative because you're you're really not playing with full armies either. You're, right. They're kind of like warband type things. Yeah. And you're. I think at some point though, someone's going to create a compact, and that so I'm going to naysay you. Or right. just, yeah. I'm going to take the opposite side of the coin, <laughs> being that I'm on the opposite side of the table today. Uh-huh. <laughs> the opposite side of the penis. I think that's. I think it's going to be compacts. Okay. Because someone will create one that works, and everybody will just use it. One one of each answer, no consensus. Sorry, Momus. <laughs> <laughs> Momus. Hey, the bear wrote in. The the bear. The Ryan, bear. Ryan, Ryan J. Golke. Okay. <laughs> Docking. Still awesome or just a fad? <laughs> I'm gonna go. Still awesome. Still awesome. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you, Golke? <laughs> yeah, we regularly dock before every <laughs> every, every episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like a whale swallowing a minnow. <laughs> <laughs> Like a big starship enveloping a small <laughs> starship. All right. Once upon a time, and I fucking forgot to use this, but it's really good, so I'll use it now. Even though it's not a sex toy episode, I'm going to talk about a sex toy because okay. Joe Flesh sent me this, and there's an article on Vice about it. So there's this thing. It's a new fetish sex toy, mm-hmm. apparently. And it's a fucking alien, alien egg-laying sex toy. <laughs> That's so it looks like freaky. a big, weird, uncut rubber dick that shoots like out alien eggs. Like an animal or like a <laughs> yeah, kind of like horse cock dick that's like blue. <laughs> but it pushes eggs out somehow. Whoa, weird. How many eggs are you going to lay in your ass tomorrow, Rogers? I don't now know. You I was just this. thinking, like, is this, 
more for guys or girls? I think and it could be both. It could be both. Guys are more fucked up, so Chicks I could are, yeah. see more <laughs> eggs being planted in asses and pussies. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Those are big too. They're like the size. Well, you can't really tell. There's no size of, comparison. Uh, you know, you're like at least like a quail egg or something. You know? Well, that could be like a robin egg or that could be like a chicken egg or that could be like an ostrich egg if these things are big enough. <laughs> yeah. There's really no idea on how big these things are, but uh, maybe there's more photographs. Uh, oh, yeah. There we wow, go. That's, that is egg size. Yeah, that. that's normal chicken egg size. <laughs> I would even care to say the, ju- the jumbo, not those little the puny medium ones. I like how this alien egg layer looks like a vagina with something coming out of it yeah. and pooping out yeah. eggs into your... It kind of looks like the, you know, the face huggers. They have the little peen yeah, the on, the, on the bottom of like <sighs> between the hand kind of structure. So yeah. It just looks like a really long a version of that. Yeah, it looks like a, a weird probe. This one of them kind of looks like a sandworm from Dune <laughs> uh, well, with dick veins. On. <laughs> you could do like some cool like stop motion photography with it. Yeah. <laughs> make it. You think, uh, oh, man, there's even a video. <laughs> Should we do? Uh, well, I guess we won't subject the listeners to that, but I'm going to let it play for a moment. <laughs> splorch. I don't want it to, I don't want it to uh, pick up, I guess. Freaky. Some dude made this. He's like, I wanted this to be real. <laughs> and now it is. And sometimes you just got to take that action. <laughs> be, the, be the change you want to see in the world. The thing gets crazy fat when you stuff it full of eggs. Oh, so my gosh. That. Yeah, it looks kind of ripped now. <laughs> Whoa! They shoot out of there like they torpedoes. Fell out. Wow. <laughs> got that thing a couple feet. Oh, he's got alien gel, too. Uh, I wonder if it comes with a special lube. Wow. That is freaky. That is messed up, yeah. Oh, that's well, a pretty he, awesome sex Well, thing, he's right? like jacking it and uh, it kind of like... <laughs> shooting eggs out. Shoots the egg out. That's bizarre. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's one of the more interesting sex toys I've seen. Well, now i got to pick one of those things yeah, up. Yeah, I have to. I have to say I'm getting like a 10% chub from watching <laughs> that, so... <laughs> my wiener crawled up my ass. It's trying to push out <laughs> eggs right now. <laughs> it's not having much luck. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. So thanks, thanks for, for the, that, Joe. Thanks for the link. That was a hell of a find. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you've enjoyed yours, Joe. All right. Well, that's it for the feedback at the moment. Okay. I got a podcast here. Yeah. What do you got? This one. It's called Reply All. I I've think, heard of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it is in like the public radio wheelhouse. Yeah, it is. Because it sounds really good and they <laughs> come well out done. regularly. <laughs> it's well done. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know who turned me on to it or how, how I figured it out. But it's pretty interesting because... I've started listening from the beginning, so maybe it changes, but I, they kind of just like investigate weird stuff from the early days of the internet. Okay. Like the dude who invented like the pop-up ad. <laughs> he worked for like Angel Fire or GeoCities <laughs> or like one of those weird websites. And um, it's like you kind of grew up when the internet was coming out. I think it, there's, there's like a nostalgic kind of feel because it, not the pop-up just, ads. <laughs> yeah. But to Angel Fire and Geos. Yeah, because you'll like remember all that shit. So this one I listened to was like the first girl with a webcam who set it up. <laughs> Started and, making money. Eh? Yeah. But it would just take a photo like every 15 minutes. And like that that was it. And like it had like millions of followers. She, just and she was like there. on David Letterman and stuff. <laughs> and like that was it was like so innocuous <laughs> and like there's like millions of people running like live yeah. hd feed you know kind of things and there's um, cam girl she'll now. like yeah tell people about you know so she was 
famous and stuff back then, like Jenny Cam. I don't know if anybody remembers that. <laughs> I don't remember about, like uh, it myself, but and then she'll like tell people about it, <laughs> and they're like, "What? Like, what's the big deal? I don't see why. <laughs> you know, that was so popular. <laughs> why you had a follower? Because it was stuff. the first. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a pretty, pretty good, pretty interesting. There's like 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, just little weird things about the internet. Um, pretty, pretty entertaining. Sure. Recommend it. Sounds pretty cool. I've, I've heard advertisements for that many times. Yeah, I, I must have on how to do everything or stuff you should now. Yeah. Different yeah. Podcasts, but I, I, I'm struggling for cast right now. The only one I listen to religiously is mysterious universe. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Is that one? That's like With alternate the, news uh, and okay. kind of spacey, bigfooty shit. Mm-hmm. But it's really well done by these Australian guys. I think it's their job. Like I think they because they have an office and secretaries, and this is their thing. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. But anyways, okay. We have a useful hobby product, John. Well, I think like two or three episodes ago, I ended up with a GW starter brush. Oh yeah, you're I gonna promise report to review back. it. Yeah. <laughs> so the old GW starter brushes were shit. Like you mm-hmm. couldn't fucking paint a lick with them. So I wasn't expecting very much out of the new GW starter brush. However, I was pleasantly uh, surprised. Okay. I was able to use it to paint three whole fucking Infinity models, <laughs> much okay. to the chagrin so you know. of Games Workshop. <laughs> that has to be pretty precise, man. Yeah, so I painted uh, the Spotbot, the Netrod, and then half of two other models with it. So I recommend it. It was good quality. Okay. If you end up with one of them starter brushes for free, don't fucking throw it away. Mm-hmm. So it 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 was they're pretty small. They're a little smaller than my usual brush, but now I I've gone back to my regular size brush after the GW starter brush crapped out on me and it's a little weird to switch back to using a slightly bigger brush. Like I feel like I'm missing out on the detail. I did look on their webpage to see if you could purchase the starter brush, but you cannot. So it only comes with the starter like the starter paint sets, but their brushes are pretty fucking expensive on their website. I don't know if you've yeah, looked on their website no. to see what, whether they what, have what brushes it? that range from like Nine or twelve bucks or whatever, all the way up to like twenty, thirty bucks a paintbrush. Yeah, like, the markups on just like normal hobby products are getting to be pretty insane. hilarious. Yeah, it's it's like triple. Like you'd only ever buy that once, right? Like you were a new guy, you didn't know what the fuck you were yeah, doing. Yeah, you did your local game store. Yeah, you're like you, oh, this is what I need to paint here. It's kind of the opposite of getting into like heroin because they always give you the first hit free. Yeah. <laughs> And then they start charging your ass. Well, this they fucking charge you through the roof for the first yeah. hit because you only got to be buy one, and they're fucking they're making cash hand over <laughs> fist, oh, yeah. my friend. So <laughs> either way, though, the brush was I recommended. If you mm. fucking get a hold of one of those, maybe you should uh, open up a John workshop. <laughs> John's workshop. John's workshop model <laughs> model and hobby line <laughs> used by the exclusive John Hastings approved. <laughs> I'd rather be. Oh God, what's his name? Wait. John Hill, <laughs> who's the Infinity guy? Angel. Oh, Angel. Yeah. I'd rather be John Hell here. John Hell. He's always. That dude pulls off some cool shit. I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> so. He's got his painting from A to Z books. Yeah. And you'd have He's your painting from B to J books. Just <laughs> 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 me with a brush in my mouth, filleting it. Painting from B to J with John Hell. How about this? John Hell Hostaldez. <laughs> oh, God. Deal. So you say you're going to stick to doing Infinity models for a while? Or are you going to... You were talking about painting some Chaos Dwarves. Whatever yeah, became of that. Well, I've got the Chaos Dwarves 
they need to either get done or sold yeah. by Wapaka. So right now I'm just focusing on the terrain. Okay. Uh, that's kind of my main main focus. I really started late last year, so I'm trying to get started on that earlier. But, yeah, at some point I have to circle back around. I'm trying to – I'm just doing a, kind of a lot of airbrush mucking about with right now. Sure. I want to find a good way to do them to a, a decent a decent level. The chaos tours. Yeah, just like a three color. But quick with a quick like yeah. yeah. And then I could go back later and do stuff because airbrush is nice, but you still if you want a really high quality model, Flying you gotta go back it, yeah. and do you know, do everything else. I, yeah. I definitely don't want to do that for the chaos tour. I if I'm gonna do them, I'm gonna wanna get the foundation down to do them right. Sure. So just do some base coats and stuff like that, kind of set it up. But I want to make sure I have kind of the final scheme figured out already if I'm going to do, you know, like 50, 50 or 60 of these dwarves. Yeah, you're gonna, so I want to make sure, you know, if I'm going to use red, I have the right red base coat down. Sure. Um, you know, if I'm going to do pre-shading and stuff like that, you know, I want to make okay. sure that that's all squared away. So I'm kind of just an experimental stage on those guys. And you were going to square base those, right? No, round base. Okay. Yeah. So right now I'm just trying to decide whether to do 20 mil rounds or 25 mil Mm. rounds. (laughs) Uh, Because if you use 20, then you could, if I ever wanted to use them for like ninth age or something like that, Mm -hmm. you know, once you put them on a square movement tray, you can, can you're you're basically set. Yeah. But, um, if you if they're on twenty five, you know if they don't match, you're fucked. Yeah. The old one. So I might do twenty mils. I kind of don't mind. I don't mind using them. They're a little smaller. Sure. Um, you know, I don't care about the extra furniture. I did kind of figure out. I want to do something for the bases with. You know, I wanted to use leaves on them somehow. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna have have them in, in my mind's eye. They're like chopping down slash burning a forest down. Uh, sweet. So there's all these. <laughs> That's a cool theme. All these leaves on the ground so i can use the leaves and kind of just do a basic <laughs> kind of thing like that so you could buy a couple of like hundred dollar tree man models <laughs> whatever those are these days and lay them out on your just for your display board you know oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i was thinking yeah it'd be cool on a display board to kind of have half the forest is up and then you can see like their progress you know, there's some yeah, kind of big yeah. steam machine and like a dude with like a flamethrower or something. Yeah, that I, sounds real fun. Yeah. So I want to figure out kind of how to do that because if they burn it, everything's going to be scorched. Yeah. So could you have like these black leaves? Would they look cool? Or, you know, are they just chopping them down because they're dragging the logs back to to do burn. something? Yeah, to there's two something. different angles. You can just have the wanton destruction of the forest, which is also <laughs> themey, and then the kind of like the industrious kind of aspect where they yeah need the material to fire their ovens or something like that yeah or to build more machine i guess they build everything out of iron don't they <laughs> probably yeah but so just just to feed the furnaces or something like that sure so no. i'm yeah, kind of leaning towards the latter um because for scorched luggage it'd just basically be all black yeah kind of look kind of probably be kind of meh but might look cool with the leaves I did some, a, some kind of way to show that it's, it's burned. It's not just like all pure ash with like black lit. You know? Yeah. My there's, there's basic a couple theme ways, was yeah. all black for the infinity stuff, just dry brushed with grays. Mm-hmm. So it, it works. I yeah. Just, I saw that those little buildings you got, they're all shot up. Are oh those yeah. going to be part of your, those are for, like infinity. A, for infinity. Yeah. That, so I, I ordered some infinity terrain pieces. I got some, just some destroyed city stuff. 
So I got some buildings from Micro Art Studio that are. They, I think they were like thirty bucks, so they're a little pricey. But the quality is yeah. really awesome, and they're really nice, and they fit together. So if you want to attach them together, you can do it. They're they're real cool pieces. I like them a lot. Those just arrived yesterday. I also ordered some, just some standard cement barricades, like what you see at construction sites. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like along the highway or whatever to divide traffic and shit like that. So I ordered two or three of those to just to have some terrain about to muck with and take pictures with. So I'll probably paint those up. I did get to experience your infinity terrain. Did you, all those posters that were all over those walls, was that a Raj touch or did you get those from somewhere? No, oh, yeah. They're just images I found online. Kind print of them on paper them. and yep. glue them on with you, uh, numbers? No, nah, I use Mod Podge. Okay. So the... Mod Podge on the styrofoam forms like a nice seal to everything. makes it feel nice. And then while you're doing that, you just slap on those little posters and then go back with another layer of Mod Podge, seal it all in. Sure. So, yeah, those posters looked really awesome on that terrain. So I think yeah. that's really cool. Um, then I'm going to go back to, if I can, with the airbrush and do like little graffiti and stuff like that. Sure. <laughs> That'd be fun. Kind of nice little touch on top <laughs> of everything. So... Yeah, the key with that, if you do make posters, is to desaturate everything and kind of fade it towards blue. You know, you know, like if you go to an old video store and the videos in front of the windows are turning blue. Yeah. Yeah, so it makes a more natural kind of look if you shift uh, everything sure, yeah. towards bluish and then just kind of desaturate it Yeah. in, in general, too. If it, if, sure. Well, it depends where you're going for. These are supposed to be shitty old old posters kind of laying on top of each other yeah so that's what I did, but the effect was cool I, I think they looked really really awesome on the yeah. terrain so there'll so. be a lot more of that for <clears throat> what pack so you just got to be do you, do you print those out at work <laughs> no I have them print Kelly print them out of her work because <laughs> she can no print out color I can print out color <laughs> it's entry yeah okay you got a I'm going to send you a, some stuff. I just a walk, couple pages. i got to walk to the other end of the building to pick it up, but it's, I can do it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to send you a couple things. Mm-hmm. I want to print <laughs> Just three, three or four yeah. pages. All right. Did you... That's it. Are we Are we done? Yeah. All right. Well, click to our fucking webpage. Support us. Amazon, eBay, Ting. I'm still using Ting. Still works great. I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. Cheap as shit. It's weird. Only having a $30 a month phone bill yeah. versus fucking 80 Like You just get used to paying 80 85 bucks and you never think about it. That's how they get you. And then it turns out you could pay 30 get the same fucking exact service. <laughs> Even less if you use the fucker less. So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make an ad here, but it's fucking saved me 50 bucks a month for a year now, whatever. Mm-hmm. Been fucking great. You just roll that in to these Orctonians here. Roll it into the Hastings Millions. <laughs> Somewhere I found this little sheet of paper when I was moving my desk around. It said when I had purchased the first Orctonian model. Yeah. It was like 416 of 2011. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The first, first purchase was made. First kernel. Yeah. So. The seed was planted. And still hasn't fucking <laughs> been reaped. <laughs> that sounds like a fun spreadsheet to have. Is uh, Whenever you just, purchase. Yeah, whenever you buy something, just put it on there. That'd like, be, actually, like a, that's a pretty cool idea. Like if you're, yeah. Starting from scratch, you know. So after the paint challenge here is complete, you know, I kind of be starting from zero. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, going forward, what'll be my modus operandi for getting new models and stuff like that. But that'd be kind of cool tracking thing. tracking them that yeah. way. Well, you now you're really motivated too. So it would have been different had we started doing this like 15 years ago. Yeah, you'd be looking at all this stuff and yeah. Um, I would like to log just my general hobby purchases because I do buy lots of random paints and. Yeah. Other things there. So even though I haven't been buying a lot of models, I've still been buying a lot of terrain 
related stuff, spray spray cans, spray, spray paint and yeah. Which I do track a little for Wapaka. You know, if it's for Paca terrain, you know. Yeah. The Paca might be used for that, but it's just a big pile of receipts, so it's nothing to like analyze or anything like that. But it's kinda of fun to see like what you actually you know, I've been spending less, but I'm still spending you know, buying washes and stuff like that. Sure. Um kind of doing like a whole Adepticon trip, so like what is that, you know, from the ground up? Yeah, what does that involved, what does that yeah. really cost? So, you know, so what does your hobby really cost? Uh, yeah, it might yeah. be might be a fun project maybe for next year. I just booked a hotel for Holy Wars, so I could track that entire trip, but I'm not going to build or paint yeah. anything for yeah. it. So whatever. Yeah, that'd be a we'll, 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 we'll personal challenge, John. Put that together then. Okay. Pay attention what the weekend all costs. Right. These beaks is parched. Click through. Click through. I bought all my sh- that terrain I bought was all on eBay, so. I clicked through. I also got a Forces of Destruction book by Games Workshop oh, cool. from eBay. Yeah, eBay is pretty good for terrain because yeah, you can actually you, know, you get the same old shit. You get it whatever online, and then there's terrain that's painted by people, and then there's like weird like homemade stuff yeah. that people make. <laughs> that's like really awesome. So they, they usually like Some have to true. buy it now, set so way too high. Yeah, but if it's like an auction or something, you can get like weird cool little tubes and stuff like like i'm always trolling on there looking for cool stuff or what will pack uh hit sci-fi terrain yeah comes up yeah i almost i was when i bought that forces of destruction book i almost picked it up through chaos orc but it was cheaper to get through ebay if because if you buy it through chaos Orc, you gotta pay postage Mm -hmm. um but i was so i was almost bit the bullet and bought a bunch of eldar models (laughs) just Uh, to make my postage purchase worthwhile but i decided if i paint all the other models i have now which is really just like one more then i can make a little 40k purchase here so mm, okay interesting by that but okay well, we're gonna kick it out here with some more scandroid all right this one's called neo tokyo all right suck my fucking balls yes my bees
glistens off the streets Rainfall washes away the memories in binary Salvation bathes us in its glory 